Today's episode of The Two Half Squads is made possible by a generous grant from the David D. Kleinschmidt Endowment for the Box Arts and by the Jeffrey S. Hallett Foundation, dedicated to caring and research for people with short-term memory problems and for people with short-term memory problems. Hi, everybody. Hello, everybody. Sorry we're late. <laughs> Sorry we're late. Jeff's had a hard day. Why? Well, it was another, just another day, but it was kind of crazy. <laughs> a lot really, of stuff going on. really unnerves me when you just say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the, in the a... IT business, there's always something new and exciting happening. A couple of weeks ago, it was a crazy virus that somebody got that crypto-locked all their files on their computer. But I caught it before it got to the network, and today it was the air conditioning unit in the server room, and one of my clients went down, so I had to stand there with a... Uh, with a piece, Flapping a piece of paper at the yeah, machines to yep, cool them down? Yep. I went out and got a big block of ice down from my local purveyor of big blocks of ice. And and could you get like a there. pina colada and, and lay back with and that? Shave, and shave the ice off the top? <laughs> and, you know, It's a good idea, but no, I didn't do that. So there's real danger with that, huh? Well, just that if the servers get too hot, they'll shut, shut down. down. and then they... Yeah. And then that's no good. Right. Because well, millions and millions of lives are at stake. <laughs> I've been watching the news lately. <laughs> and it it really did occur to me. There, And I, I don't know if somebody said this to me, but really all they want to do is sell toilet paper. I mean, that's really all they want. They want you to... They don't really want you to even watch the news. They just want you to buy the toilet paper. Or Maybe whatever it is they're selling. Sorta. So sensationalist. I th- and you're talking Storms like... in the Midwest today threaten tens of millions of people. <laughs> well, it's not quite that exaggerated. That's what they say. I'm I just serious. fast forward now through the like the weather story because it's yeah. the same old, here's a fire, here's some fire guys, here's yeah. some houses threatened. And I'm like, isn't there a little more background information we, we could get on the Middle East or yeah. uh, something that would help me really make more educated decisions about other stuff. And, you know, 60 Minutes is still good. Yes. You will get good in-depth stories there. Yeah. And it'll leave you thinking. Yes. And it'll reveal things that should be on the news. Yes. You know, it's like this corruption like, they unveil. Yeah. Does that ever make the evening news? No. I read in the newspaper this corrupt thing, this corrupt thing, and then, you know, yeah. not no, even mentioned. No, it's not on the news on, uh, unless, unless Justin Bieber's involved. Yeah, they're starting like um, sports. We, we stars love Brian and, Williams. Yeah, and, and it was NBC. Yeah, you know, but then they're starting to work in a little famous person near the end of the show, like you know. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. So yeah, we are fast forward a lot. And the yeah. Same old stories on some of the conflicts seem the same because again, they're not getting into any kind of. Well, they don't Political want to tell you complexity that, that they don't want to tell you too much because they're speaking to the lowest common denominator, and that's pretty low. Well, that would be me. Yeah, <laughs> but we've. <laughs> I guess we don't want to spend too much time on that. Well, we didn't even say we, that we this came is here. Episode... Oh, yeah, here we are, episode one twenty-five. One twenty-five of the two half squads, and I'm Jeff, 
And I'm Dave. And we're your hosts. And we're this... creating the only podcast or netcast anywhere in the world dedicated to the greatest game. We're not going to tell you. You know what? Try and we are not going to tell you what the greatest game is. Well, what we're talking about as we talk. Until MMP comes up with Ponies some up. dough, we are not saying it anymore. Let's not. Let's just not say the name anymore. Okay, kind of like Mark. Beep. Yeah. Well, it's like <laughs> it's like in the uh, in the role playing games that are based on Dungeons and Dragons. They never refer to Dungeons and Dragons. They refer to oh the, the most game. well known. Uh, role-playing game in the world oh, or right. something like that. So we could say like, oh, so it wouldn't be like the game formerly known as yeah. ASL <laughs> no. and give it a symbol. Yeah. A the visual game, symbol. We could say the game that follows SL. Saturday Night Live? We're, no, oh, just, no, Squad Leader. <laughs> oh, the game. This is the show dedicated 100% to the greatest game in the world, the game formerly known as Squad Leader. <laughs> Maybe. But then they'd think it was Starter Kit only. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I think that's a little more like Squad Leader. Yeah. Well, anyway. Well, yeah. Let's not let's not say it anymore. Maybe we could just do... Um, what's that other one? Squads, <laughs> you gotta squads and leaders. Squads and leaders, Buns yeah. and bozos, yeah. men and m- mice and men. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We can but we're here. Maybe we should just get on with the show. <laughs> Since we went to all the trouble. Well, but we have to ban her tonight because we didn't talk at all. I got to Jeff's house. He wasn't even here. Yeah, I wasn't here. Robin let me in. Yeah. She was busy. Yeah. She was on a, a uh, net. She's attending a seminar, Sem- online webinar. seminar. Yeah, webinar. And so I'm here by myself in the basement. There's no lights on it. It's very scary. Poor Dave. <laughs> Don't you feel sorry for Jeff Dave? Jeff runs down. I'm like, go get some dinner. No, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> I didn't I'm, have lunch either. I won't faint. I don't, I don't need anything to survive. I don't need food. And then he just runs around setting up the whole computer setup while I'm just like cruising eBay looking at Dungeons and Dragons miniatures or the game formerly known formerly as, known as Squad Trolls Day. and Tunnels. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. What's so great about the Squad Leader? You know, they call it Squad Leader. What's so great about him? Because it's... It's really the squads that do the work. Well, isn't it that way in any organization? Yeah. <laughs> Let's just call it squads. You know, when you get tired of dealing with children at school and yelling, sit down, and saying, just say yes, sir, repeatedly to a child until mm. they break down and actually say yes, sir, instead of giving you a hundred excuses for why they shoved a kid. Um Yeah. It comes down to, then you're tired of that, you move on up to leadership positions. Yeah. So you don't have to do the work. No. Although I would say a building principal still has a lot of stuff to deal with. They do. Just different kind of stuff. They get all the parents. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. So you got to get up to the district office. Yeah. That's where it's real relaxing. That's where the... Yeah, it's really <clears throat> relaxing That's where there. I'm working for. Whole different pace yeah. of life. Yeah. No offense to our administrators. No, and, and I'm sure they listen to the show. I had heard that NPR had done a a study and found that the superintendent and some of that executive positions there are pretty inconsequential in, no. in, when it comes to actually affecting student learning. Really? And they did say the building principle is, is important, 
And of course, the well, he's got the keys. He opens the door. <laughs> no one could get in. Yeah. No, that's the custodian. Oh. Now we want to talk about who's really important. The custodian. Custodian and the secretaries. He lights all the fires. He brings in the firewood. Uh huh. Puts the flag up every day. Yep. Takes and it down at night. Secretaries, when you go for that job interview, you don't have to put the flag up. Be nice to them. The secretaries. Oh, the secretaries. Okay. Yeah. You know they wield a little influence there too. Yeah. That you may. I wonder realize. if it's like that in the army. Is there are there like there's got to be. Never hear about it, but there are probably lots of jobs in the army where they're not really doing anything. Oh, not the unsung heroes that no. burn the firewood? No. Because our custodian works his tail off. He does. Yeah, there are. Aren't they generals? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. If anybody's ever been in the Army, you got to well, write us and tell us your experiences with the... Okay, because I remember one of the guys was talking about cutting a lot of the... Cut out all the kernels, all those kernels. Yeah, I forget which general this was, but I am I am certain I am correct that at that one point he they were talking about we need to cut some of this out because it's expensive. Yeah, and not necessary. I think there should be sergeants and generals, and then everything else in between is just yeah, maybe some. I'm sure we'll get some letters from that. Probably like that at MMP, too. They've probably got certain <laughs> individuals there that just, every day they look busy, but they're not actually doing anything. <laughs> yeah, now that I doubt. But Well, they're not writing us. I anyway, know, I what's know. on the agenda? I don't know. No more complaining, though. No, no, no. No, not that I was complaining. So, how are you, Dave? Uh, good. We're Please. fighting some pestilence in our house. So Uh-oh. Is that the word when you have a fly invasion and a gnat invasion? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, 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 flies. No. Do you remember talking me talking about the yeah, flies? Yeah, the flies. You have flies. Yeah, another dozen today. Wow. Yeah, this is like 80. I don't know if the listeners want to hear about the dead mouse that was maggot infested because they're eating dinner now. Well, <laughs> how did the how did the maggots get to the? It had to be a fly, right? Yeah. Goes to the dead body. How many eggs can a fly lay? <laughs> That's what I want. I don't know. know. Let me check the rule book. I... <laughs> it's a... Chapter F. See, it's all about the former. We got to bring it back. We got to bring it. Everything relates back. So you're off killing more flies. Yeah, we're hoping we're done. But the gnat thing, my son took care of. And you can make a gnat trap with a baggie, cut a hole in the little corner, put it upside down over a little cup of vinegar, Mm -hmm. push the corner with the hole in it back down down inside like a dent. Those little guys go right around there. They go right in there for the vinegar. Uh. And most of them can't come out again. Yeah. And then I shake the cup every once in a while to trap the others and drown them. Wow. I like to watch them drown alive, the little (laughs) Nice. I wish we had video right here. The movie The Fly? Help me. Yeah. Help me. Was that Vincent Price? The original, yes. Yeah. And I, 
I don't know, I guess I'd recommend that one. But you really have to watch the remake from the 80s. Did you see that one? Yeah, with uh, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, that was scary. And Gina Davis. Yeah, I thought that really built really well. And just each little thing that happened to him getting more consecutively frightening and, you know. Yeah. I I really liked it. You have to leave now. And never come back here. Have you ever heard of insect politics? Neither have I. Insects don't have politics. They're very brutal. No compassion. No compromise. But I haven't it seen was it gooey. in 20 years. It was gooey. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen it since yeah. it came out. Gooey's a good word. It wasn't bloody. No. Because when you got flies, they're not bloody, yeah. they're gooey. <laughs> yeah, it was one of the first movies, that I think, that came out with the goo. Just lots of goo. It could be. Yeah. Yeah. Because that old one with Vincent Price didn't have any goo at all. No. Nor Very blood. dry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So are we going to do letters tonight? Yes, Jeff. Let's do some letters. Sweet. <laughs> Makes everything seem letters. better. Hmm. Letters. 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 We do have some letters today, Jeff. We have... I hope so. From Nelson Asada. Greetings again from Alaska. I hope you find this extreme tarwa of interest. There are several links referenced on Game Squad, and he put the links in, and this is the map extension that you referred to in a previous show? Yeah. Okay, but we didn't get this linked up, I don't think. Um... Not yet. So we'll, we'll add that That's why there. we started yeah. and put it into our mail. Yeah. So thank you, Nelson. Uh, we'll talk about our Tarawa game when we get to what you've been playing lately. Yeah. Do you have a letter, Jeff? Yes, I do, Dave. I'm not logged into our... our... Then no, you don't. No, no, I don't. I'm logging out now, Dave. Let's I can't see. do that, Dave. I'm sorry, Dave. That could be a comedy bit. Do a Hal Dave thing playing ASL. That's a great idea. I like that. Let's record it right after this. All right. I have a letter here from Luke, Luke Dibbon, who writes very simply, Hi, guys. Found something you might like and maybe mention on your podcast. Then he gave us a link to a Reddit. What do they call it? A list? Or a thread. It's a thread, I think. It's a thread on Reddit about Advanced Squad Leader. So we'll post that. And it's just uh, people talking about Advanced Squad Leader. It's like they don't have enough t- places, places to, to go to go to talk Our about Reddit. Advanced Squad Leader. So let's do it on Reddit and Game Squad and Consim World and Facebook. And, Man, I'll keep everybody busy. Yeah. And Google Play and Google Plus, rather. It's crazy. I don't know how... Who, don't these people have jobs? Yeah. It's something you and I... Originally, I think you were going to try and keep up on a little of it, but yeah. Well, I do on Facebook a little bit. Yeah, you have. Well, yeah, but because um, yeah, we, we I don't want to go into there. So, when listeners, anything you bring us about all that is very much appreciated. Yeah, thank you. Put it that way. Thanks, Luke. He just wanted to get his name mentioned on the show, and we did. 
And I have a little fan mail from some flounder. Jim Kloss. Oh, okay. You're gonna read <laughs> you uh, gonna nope, read it? I have to Oh. Yes, I have one from Jim. Uh, dear Jeff and Dave, I wanted to let drop a line or two and let the both of you know how much I enjoy your podcast. Two Half Squads is perhaps the most entertaining podcast I have ever listened to. Except for this particular episode. <laughs> perhaps. And I discovered your show by pure chance within the last month during wow. ASL Yahoo search when I was bored. Boredom can be fruitful. Yeah. That's another one I don't keep up with. Yahoo. And that to Reddit and searching. My passion for military history began at an early age. I've been raised by a father who was a World War II veteran and a crewman in the B-29s over Japan. Wow. Always regarded the Allied veterans of the war to be my true heroes. And, and he goes on. It's a very lengthy letter that is very wonderful. He's a fellow nice. Illinois resident. Uh, he started the gaming career with Avalon Hill, Panzer Leader, Tobruk, etc. Goes on and talks about that. He prefers face-to-face competition. However, as you have mentioned so frequently, the ranks of the fellow ASL enthusiasts seems to have thinned in recent years. Nevertheless, I still enjoy playing the scenario of solitaire and can even find entertainment in a relaxing evening spent reading about tanks and guns in Chapter H. And that I think I want to do more about with. Although I'm always my to-do reading stack is so thick. Yeah, it's huge. That to, I've seen to your stop stack. and read. <laughs> To, you know, to think about reading the rule book yeah. as leisurely, but yeah. you really should. You're right. That's that's how you learn new stuff and pick up new stuff. And yeah, he makes a good point. And then he goes on uh, about the middle of the letter. It's a very wonderful, lengthy letter. I want to, yeah, so a lot we of, wanna, we lot do want to say there, and we want to say thanks. It just thanks for all the words. Shows that you felt we were worth some time. Yeah, it's nice. I started listening with a random selection of episode seventy-seven. Oh, that was dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Really, you're you're bound to hit a bad one. <laughs> and I was hooked immediately. Let me be clear. For the love of God, don't change anything. I don't want a polished Fox News-esque infomercial that puts me to sleep. Your campy Wayne's World-like production. <laughs> yeah, that's us. Which is very frighteningly accurate description. Is sincere and genuine. Something big, something mega, something copious, something capacious, something kajunga. My inter- particular pra- praises are for the elements of variety, the box art review, book, movies, interviews, soothing droning sounds of your scenario replays, <laughs> <laughs> which are relaxing with the numerous die roll results and X coordinates. And I look forward to what's in the box. And boy, have we got a lot of what's in the box coming up lately. Yeah. Annual 96, ASL Manual 98. Uh, deluxe pack. Don't uh, tell them everything, dice. Dave. Oh, it's crazy. And yeah. more. And I left some at home. Wow. I'm spending a lot of our listeners' money on yes, some we, good ASL material. Yes, yes. As, as we like to do. Since, and, some, since some people don't send us anything. <laughs> How long have I been on this jag? I was waiting for you getting, to say that. You know, it's been years. It's been <laughs> and years. And it will be years more. I guess. I don't have my name on a counter. We don't get any love from them. And or money, what would you rather have from MMP? Love or money? Well, how about Hakapale? Yeah. Because well, they'll get they'll yeah. Because the listener goes as soon as on. You pay for it, Jim. This is Jim's time now. Oh, okay. Says, <laughs> I I too am longing for the release of the finished module. Yeah, we're not the only ones. Finish it. And I'm beginning to wonder if the whole enterprise is just some cruel joke. Yes. I have some evidence to consider. Have you seen the supposed box art for this module as printed on the rear cover of ASL Journal 9? Yes. Remember that? It was on there. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Ken Smith's work, yet I couldn't help notice the late Steve Jobs appears to be clutching a model 1939 <laughs> rifle. I didn't notice that. 
in the center foreground. Wow. Maybe it's all just part of the Hakapale urban legend. Yeah. It's like Paul is dead. <laughs> Paul is dead. Hakapale isn't really going to happen. Oh. And in closing, he says, I want to you both receive well-deserved praise for your devotion, and I can't think of no other person's website or manufacturer who's doing so much with so little to promote the wargaming industry and raise awareness of our unique hobby. Oh, no, he says, I can't think of no other person's website or manufacturer who is doing so much with so little. Oh, Keep so up much the good so work little. and okay. God bless. We are doing a lot with a little. Yeah. Intelligence, experience. <laughs> little of all yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> little donations. <laughs> yes. Of product. Appreciation. And we keep having to buy yeah. at our own expense. Yeah. And you know what we do after we buy it? We promote it. And then other people buy it. Wow. What a and good... what do we get for that? <laughs> right, maybe there's a special place in Who heaven in for love. us. Do you think? There maybe? is. No, it doesn't work that There's way. an MMP section where no. we get to go and sit down. and. No. Oh, but Jim Kloss, USMC retired. Oh. So give some respect to the man. It says, P.S., please give us more... In- Oh, most ASL, most interesting ASL player in the world. He ah, is correct. Okay. Those were fantastic. Yeah. And a fellow listener helped us to produce those. Yes. And we would like listeners to send in more ideas or redirect us to that website where they originally were located. They weren't. That was not originally our idea. We had credited right. everyone who had written that. Yes. And then we added to it. So yeah. time for a new contest that we have to keep track of because we have prizes. Sure, Yes. Contest. Because look what came in the mail, Jeff. A, an envelope. Time for what's in the box, except it's not. It's kind of This is an impromptu what's in the box. It's look like, what we know. got. Wait a minute. What is it? Critical hit. Number one. <gasps> Which you have. Okay. And I have. Yeah. Right? Oh, do you so remember this, you have yes, this? I have that. That's right. I thought so, he looked familiar. A mysterious listener called Super Secret Summer Santa. From Branch Canyon, we won't give out the whole address here. No. In Texas, sent us this. That's really nice. Wonderful item. That's really nice. Now, I believe we have reviewed this on a previous show. Yes, we have. And that's in very good shape. I'll keep that one. We can give away mine. (laughs) Okay. So, (laughs) so we can have the third one as a prize. A prize, yeah, for our contest. For our new contest, yeah, which is send us more most interesting ASL player in the world. Little comedy things, cause yeah. And it'd be great if and if more you, prizes. Uh, if you've never won before on our show, if you've never won a prize before, please. And if you have won a prize before, let others. <laughs> so maybe refrain, and or that, and let others. Isn't that is that fair or is that dumb? That, that's fair. Fairly dumb. But I believe our last winners only one of them ever claimed their prize. <laughs> oh, is that right? Yeah. 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 Which shows okay. you the value of our yeah. work. <laughs> yes, really. <laughs> so anyway, Jim, yeah. thanks for the wonderful letter yeah, nice. and contest idea. And uh, and we're off. Do you have one, Jeff? Yes, I do. I've got one here from Anonymous. Well, uh, actually, it's Paul. Paul in Western Australia, which is pretty cool. wonder how far west. Very like Perth. cool. He, write, he left a comment on our episode 121, Waterworks. And he writes, another non-ASL plane listener signing in. But I did grow up playing the original squad leader. Been listening to you guys since about episode 30. I play the greatest game on earth, Combat Commander. But since there is no Combat Commander podcast to listen to, 
you guys will have to do. The counters look sort of the same. Paul in Western Australia. Well, thank you, Paul, for, for chiming in and listening to us. And Dave, we could do a Combat Commander podcast, couldn't we? Are you still? We could. Did you leave? No. <laughs> He's like, hello? Uh-huh. We could do that. Yeah. We, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we could promote that game. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I think we should throw the doors open and sell ourselves to the highest bidder. <laughs> I'm, I'm still thinking we dump it all and we do that war book review show. Pure war movies and books. War movies Audience and books. would grow from yeah. 2,000, 4,000 people to tens of thousands. Yeah. Yeah. What, should we ask the, our listeners if they want to We mentioned that, that already and there was no response. Yeah, no. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I don't care what you guys do. <laughs> Just keep talking because your voices are soothing and it's putting me to sleep. Yeah. Well, we can keep thinking about it. Well, thank you for writing, Paul. Do you have another one? And we'd like to remind everybody that this show is brought to you by listener donations or product donations if you're an ASL supplier uh, by great listeners like Matt who does say it was for a T-shirt, which we did not have to send him. Oh. And he did not demand a refund. He's on our waiting list. Ah, okay. For reprints. If we do them, and also more box art review, which unfortunately we will not have for you, Matt, this show or next, but we hope soon. Because we're out of boxes? We're close to out of boxes. Yeah, that's kind of serious. We're in the journals, so we'll just keep doing the journals. Yeah. Yeah. And then third-party products, because, yeah, maybe. Yeah, there's things to do. Okay. But yeah, we're through all the official games right now. We need more. Oh, I've got one here from Grumble Jones, who posted this on our, uh, episode 122 on our website. Grumble. Loved the foxhole discussion. I have dug a ton of these in my current Pegasus Bridge campaign game and have found them to be extremely valuable. Yeah, he's referring to, uh, we were talking about fo- the use of foxholes in interdiction or avoiding interdiction by routing back through them. So, and if you want to know more about that, listen to the end of episode 122. Thanks, Grumble Jones. Absolutely. And I have a comment from Anonymous. We usually don't do comments on our podcast, but he was just asking that Dennis gave us a set of those counters, and maybe we could put an image of those up so it's a little reminder to ourselves. Oh, yeah. Leave that in the inbox. Okay. And then here's a letter, and is this our last letter for the night? Our last. Yeah, maybe. Maybe maybe, yeah, or maybe not. A couple more. We're just making this up as we go. This is from Kenneth. He writes, So I'm not sure how closely you follow Game Squad, but there have been some effort on my part and others to get Mr. Pitman to see the light. He has stubbornly refused, saying his site is, saying his site is devoted to physical ASL products, not websites. Oh, like, like T-shirts? Yeah. yeah or, we have or a second set of T-shirts that were sold? Or ASL products, our uh, OBA cards, or OBA cards that were yeah, manufactured. Those are products. Sold. And he says, not to belabor the point, but I have an idea. You have a fairly massive contingent of active ASL players as listeners. Why not commission scenarios from them? Commission them to be play testers and eventually release a two half squads scenario pack. I would be happy to coordinate this on your behalf with your blessings. If you don't have time, once released, you could call them something creative to stick it good to old Mr. Pittman. Well, I don't know if we want to stick it to him. No, because we love him. We love him. It's a love-hate thing. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's a nice way of putting it. Uh, perhaps a title for the pack could be commissioned as well. As funny, stick it to him title uh, eludes me at the moment, but I'll think of one. <laughs> Is that what you wrote? Yeah. What do you think? Could be fun to take uh, to use as a contest. Might take a year or so to come up with something final, but could be your physical legacy. So that's an idea. That's an idea. That's how we would get on Pitman's website. Yes. But we deserve to be on there already because we do have products. We have products. Yeah. Maybe we should let them know of our products. Hey, maybe we could send them one of our products. We could. We've got, I know, the perfect one. Or that's all I'm going to say. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Well, and we had a uh, very wonderful letter from Mike Dorosh in Canada, who wrote that great How to Design Scenario book that we had reviewed previously. Yes. And he had done the Ice Bucket Challenge. And so our, and he. And he passed on the challenge to us. To the two half squads, which yeah. made us feel honored. Be very honored that and he did that. Like we are somebody. Yeah. And uh, so our our quick tribute to that was we did a last episode. If you listen to the beginning of the last episode, we did our own, the own funny a- take on ALS slash ASL yeah, bucket, challenge. bucket challenge. And part of what Michael was saying was, you know, it's not so much about doing the challenge or donating to a specific cause, but it is about generosity. Yes. And... To be honest, with the whole challenge thing, I there's a little rebel inside me sometimes that's kind of like, oh, well, if you're making me do this, I don't want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> Put a water bucket on my head by challenging right. me. Yeah. And also, I don't like to feel I have to donate to something particular cause well and you get put on if somebody puts you on the spot like that i think is kind of weird you know i'm publicly challenged i i'm not saying from michael's perspective i feel honored that he gave us the challenge because of the spirit in which he did it right because he felt the same way as we do i think yeah was his kind of point that he made it about generosity and general encouraging generosity instead of as you said putting someone on the spot right right and that's what it looked like to me. A lot of these uh, the ice bucket challenges were just ways for people to get some notoriety and some publicity. attention, publicity, and all that stuff. Yes, and, and selling and, toilet paper. Yeah, somebody wants to sell more toilet paper. And, yeah, in a way, there. Yeah. Um, but certainly, to encourage a generous spirit that's is really a good thing. Yeah. Anyway, and there's a lot of ways to go about doing that. And it, and I think Michael's point was it, it brought up a conversation about generosity and made people think about it. Yes, and that's what he liked about the challenge, and I respected what he had to say about. Yeah, it. I think he. I thought he presented it really well and made some good points, and it has made me think more about generosity, which and, and which is exactly really not what I was thinking about with the ice bucket challenge. I was annoyed by the ice bucket challenge because I thought it was grandstanding by a lot of these people. There you go. So I thought Michael brought, really brought it into good perspective. Yeah, he did, and you had mentioned that, yeah. and Jeff and I had talked about it. And uh, you know, I expressed to Jeff that Laura, my wife, and I are trying to be more generous in our lives for a variety of reasons, faith-based as well as, um, you know, well, it's not challenge-based, but but that that is a, is an avenue, and even yeah. as far as tipping people and and things like that in our lives. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's good to think about. And, you and are. I have be been generous. a very stingy person, <laughs> which. Right? Didn't you once say I was always generous when I was telling you that? 
And I said, no, I'm actually very stingy. <laughs> well, I think, you know, people um, can be generous in different ways. Well, that's true, You've too. You've been very generous, for instance. I don't know. I only see you every once in a while, but you're very generous with your time. For ASL players, you know, you open up your home. You have yeah, that's generous. People coming in. You, we are both generous with our time making this, this show. In this show, yeah. And so you, and yeah, and I'm too, I'm very yeah, stingy like... in a lot of other ways. And if you eat that last French fry there, Dave, <laughs> I'm going to cut your hand off. <laughs> and no, I'm not going to split it with you. But so we're all a little stingy in some ways. But well, and, and I think all of us, maybe not Mother Teresa, and she's it, still alive. Well, and you bring no, she did pass away actually. Um. This month, several years ago, this month. Not, oh, not thought, this month. I thought, holy cow! Because we talked something about I said in classes no. and event of the day oh. and this day in history. Oh, gotcha. But and it'd be nice if our generosity is not just tied to our financial well-being, which obviously on a teacher's pay scale, anyone can tell a new teacher starts low and ends high. And yeah, it's just the classic way it's just written in. Um, so I hope my generosity is from the heart and not just from. Not being that early teacher who didn't have as much money, yeah. and worked all summers to you know help make things you know, be surviving. But yeah, yeah. So, and but wait, there's one more, one more letter because there was <gasps> a very, <gasps> very. <gasps> wait, I got it here. Important announcement on Game Squad Board Game Geek. Which we can also link here for you. That what? J.R. Tracy was nominated Geek of the Week. Congratulations, J.R. Tracy. You must be very proud. Our very own J.R. Tracy. Geek of the Week. Boy, there's a title he will long well, cherish. Yeah, is that a compliment or what? <laughs> or what? And I assume that comes with a with a lot of uh, responsibility as well as uh, accolades and. Oh yeah, he actually has to like tour, and he can't say inappropriate things. Yeah. Or he'll have his title taken away. Hopefully, from his nude pictures won't get won't taken off of yeah. the cloud. Yeah. I thought they were safe in the cloud. Yes, I did. <laughs> Why were you taking those pictures of yourself? Well, yeah, we won't go there. That'd be a comedy bit, though. Jeff and Dave's nude pictures show up on the uh, Pitman's yeah. website. <laughs> and then and people automatically search them out and destroy them in their raw data form, yeah. data, data, yeah. digital format. So no one would ever have to see them again and be subject to such pain and suffering. So that's letters. Dave, I want you to step right over here, step into this room. Yes. And yeah, I don't know if you know where this is, but wow, this, is, this is big and empty. Yes, it's the official. I room? just finished this. It's the two half squads time machine. Wow! Here we We're go. We're going back, Dave. Going just back. sit back and relax. Wow. And How far back as, are we go? As the years drift past, years oh, upon gosh. years upon years. I remember that. That was last year. Oh, oh I so regret doing that. I can't believe you did that. It's like my whole life is flashing before me backward. Wow, Jeff, look at that. It's in it amazing. It's like when we met. And Please first keep came over. your hands inside the time machine at all times. Hands and heads and feet. 
Oh, look at the seasons go by. We're going back, Dave. Are those Morlocks? Back. Oh, I think I went too far back. <laughs> oh, no, that was... Oh, no, that was forward. Oh, I went too far forward. Oh, I got oh, it. Zeppelins. It's in the wrong Zeppelins way. Zeppelins are dropping yeah. bombs. All right. What year are we landing in? Wow. That was a lot of time spent to get back to 1996. 1996. The ASL annual. Yeah. Boy, that was like... That was eight years ago. That was. That, that was before we met. Wasn't it? No, it was no, 18 we, years ago. That we met? No, this. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't thinking. Yeah. Which is not unusual for me. Yeah. All right, we have the but ASL. Look at that, the ASL annual. 96. This is going back. Look at that. You know, you don't even have to open it. Feel how heavy that is. I know. This is just a nice little piece of work here. That's probably the biggest. Do you think yeah. that's the biggest annual they ever did? Could be. It's from Avalon Hill back in the good old days of Avalon Hill. They were cutting trees down left and right. To yep, print they sent this to us for free. They pre-knew that we all were going to be doing a podcast in the near future, yeah. so they sent us all their product line. Yep. And they sent it. They actually mailed it in 1996, and you got it just last week. And, yep, held on to it. Yeah. And for the, Oh, yeah, it just arrived. They had it yeah. specially. Yeah. Done. So. Yeah. Play with, uh, just play along with me. Inside you have the Kampf Group Piper 2 advertisement. Kampf Group. Again, bringing up the question of does anybody play it and why isn't it worth more on eBay? Yeah. And then a nice article by Tim Huntsdorfer. Have you ever met Tim at any? No, I'm pretty sure no. And we're not huge tournament goers because we're so busy here in the studio. Oh, my gosh. But I didn't highlight anything from his article and thusly... What's his article about? Uh, I wasn't the, listening. Oh, the weather outside is frightful. Oh, Let about snow. snow. Is his opening. But, you know, those were the days when you could get one of these annuals and they'd have a nice, juicy article full of tips. Yeah, huh? yeah. and this is true because we moved past those jur- annual, journals, yeah. annuals that were full of historical notes and things yeah. instead of tips. And you get scenario the road to Gora, which is the fins, which brings up a certain sore topic I'd rather not talk about right yeah. now. And he has a really great baby it's cold outside chart. I love that chart. I think that's very handy. Things to remember in each phase, phase. of a game turn that pertain to snow. Yeah. So, so you can lay it right next to your table when you're playing in, in the, the rally snow. phase and the prep fire phase, all these things are going to come into effect. Give us an example, Dave. Uh, for example, in the advance phase, units may change ski or foot mode, and units in winter camo may advance in open ground without losing concealment Ah, in the advance phase. Also, units in winter camo may advance out of their winter winter camo. Winter camels? Camouflage. Camouflage. Okay. And romp naked through the snow. Wow. All in the advance phase. Wow. Close combat. It gives you your neg two versus skiers, plus two by skiers, neg one to all attempts by winter camo units to gain concealment. Yeah. Great. Beautiful breakdown. Yeah. Nice job, Tim. Ski usage chart. Doesn't look very complicated. <laughs> the blue one, it's... Yeah, but it's a chart, and more <laughs> charts are better. <laughs> What's on the chart, Jeff? Well, <clears throat> in the light blue. We've got the falling snow hindrance chart. It's a, it's just three no, columns. No, the ski chart. Oh, the ski usage chart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That is a bit sparse, isn't it? <laughs> ski usage chart. Die roll with a die roll of one may may use skis. Die roll of two to, two or six, two through six may not use skis. It's, I'm going to cut that chart out. I might hang that one on the wall. No offense, Tim, but that I kind of and you know when I first read this, I'm sure I didn't even notice that 
that yeah, that is like eh, don't need a chart for that. That's one. a chart I could have made. The falling snow hindrance though is good. Is yeah. good. Yeah. Right. And he even has Hakapale as a title. He mentions it as he right goes there. into the Finnish. The Finnish cry, the Finns excelled at ski and winter warfare, and but it's just part of his article. It's not actually about the game, supposed game. Yeah. The cruel joke of a game. No. <laughs> and also, adver- oh, Guide to the Frozen North. All right. Players with all the early stuff. Oh, so a list of all of the scenarios that use snow, that have snow yeah, involved in them somewhere? Yeah, and the conditions. So, for example, Borders are Burning, A10, which was an annual. It was 1939. It has DS and WC. DS standing for? Darn snowy. <laughs> darn, snow, darn snowy conditions. Deep snow. Oh. And WC. Wacky. Wacky. Fields. Crust. I love children. Perfectly cooked. WC yes. fields. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that would be winter camo. So it tells oh, okay. you which ones have extreme winter, which... Personally, my favorite winter winter rule, extreme camo. And we have not done winter rules yet, have we? Snow and all. Wouldn't be a... No. Well, we I missed that. Didn't we? I'll have to check our chart. Yeah. And we'll have to uh, ask somebody that listens to the show. <laughs> but <laughs> Maybe extreme, they could tell us. Extreme winter I like because you get more more breakdown. and I like extreme anything. Frustration. <laughs> and an ad for Action Pack 1. Oh, yeah. How much was it? Uh, not much, but it would sell for a lot today. It was 19.95 at Better Hobby Stores. You know, I suppose there's this ASL annual is still under copyright. I don't care. Probably, I'm going to Xerox it off and give it to my friends anyway. I think we should. Avalon Hill wants to sue me. Yeah, let me see him try. I mean, what did they? I don't. I don't understand why somebody hasn't done that and just hey. offered it up for everybody. Hey, there's an idea. Yeah, yeah, we could do it, That's and just to get. Just to get attention. It would be a product. Just like... Uh, we would then be producing a product. Just like that guy that shot John Lennon. Yeah. No, he shot... And, her, you know, I would love for he that. He did it to get Jodie Foster's attention. I would love attention. for her to notice me. Yeah, Jodie? Yeah. Yeah. She's hot. I actually do kind of like her. Yeah. Well, she's, you know... <laughs> yeah. Not interested well, in... Well, we don't really like know us. for sure. Nobody, but, nobody listened to that she's, whole speech. She's a babe. She's don't, done some good movies. Don't tell my wife I said that. No, I won't. And there's no chance she'll listen to the show, so you're pretty safe. And I, maybe the reason I didn't highlight the snow rules is because we need to cover them on a show. Yeah. But I did highlight this next article. You're kidding me. I am not. Yes, you are. I'm going to read a lot from it if uh, you're patient. That is a great article. we got to fill up an hour. Yeah. What's the t- what is that article? Stop and go traffic. Uh, I thought... Moving, motion, and non-stopped status. Yes. Do you have anything you By Ole Bo. wanted to point out specifically, or can I read some bits? Yeah, no, read some bits. Well, I, I checked off this part, or highlighted, well, circled in pencil so I can erase it later and sell it on eBay. In certain situations, the vehicle doesn't start automatically. The most common of these are bog removal, or if the vehicle may make, must make a mechanical reliability die roll, if the movement point's printed in red, or a stall die roll for the Panzerkampfwagen 5G or Jagdpanzer 5. The second way of starting it is during its opponent's movement phase. If the enemy unit, which started the movement phase out of your line of sight, moves into line of sight, you may... You may roll for a uh, motion, a motion attempt. attempt. Yes. Yeah, and so that's... 
I, I don't play that well enough, really. Yeah. Again, I was playing Bob in that one scenario. We talked about it on the air. I'm going to go shoot his little tank, and he's whipping smoke out and in my movement phase and going into motion, and I'm like, holy cow, he knows how to play. Yeah. A and lot the of those very famous could... non-stopped and motion. And the difference thereof. A vehicle is always in one and only one of three possible states. Okay. Illinois. S- no. <laughs> Wisconsin. And, yeah. No, that's silly, Jeff. It would be and uh, sober. The Netherlands. Partially drunk yeah. and intoxicated. <laughs> <laughs> I like the third one. <laughs> we haven't had... And what are you drinking tonight, we, I, Jeff? I'm not drinking anything tonight. Yeah, we decided... We, we're more productive if we just don't. Yeah. If I notice that I'm, when I'm I start to drink, I start falling asleep by, you know, you're doing the rules and my eyes are rolling back in my head. And I'm yeah, just, but the, rules, uh-huh. the rules do that to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but it makes me feel bad after the fact. <laughs> I want to enjoy you in all of your glory. <laughs> well, I don't want to be. Then I won't put my pants on. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Stop, non-stop, and motion, of course. Yes. Thus, a non-stop vehicle is never in motion or stopped <laughs> at the same time. You know, if we read these out loud to somebody, they would think it was like a Dr. Seuss, like a failed attempt by Dr. Seuss to come up with something interesting. Go ahead. Maybe so. Things in motion oh. are not stopped. Wow. And, and not stopped things. Go clippity-clop. <laughs> go, Dave, go. If go. No, Go Dog Go was not written by Seuss. Oh, no, it wasn't. No. That was uh, Ed, Ed James, Edward Stop. James. But I like that book. Yeah, it's a good and book. And in the end, all the dogs are having a party in the treetop. Yeah. That was so cool. Makes yeah. me want to have a shot of that whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> like those dogs were drinking. I yeah. If the vehicle is not stopped, it is either in motion or not stopped. <laughs> okay, now, I really wasn't, didn't find this humorous when I was well, it. Well, and it, it's not humorous, but what's... So amazing to me is that it all comes into play in the game. Yes. You know, it seems silly when you're reading it, but actually it it's challenging it all, stuff. Yes. It all remember, pertains to things that happen in the game. And I remember first learning this motion nonstop thing and it did drive me nuts. Yeah. What do you mean moving motion nonstop? Right. I mean, come on. So the vehicle is not stopped, it's either motion or nonstop. Yeah. Depending on the current phase. If it currently is the vehicle's movement phase, the vehicle is non-stopped. But all other times, the vehicle's in motion. A vehicle that sets up off-board always is in motion and remains in motion Ah, until it stops. This is good to remember. So if a vehicle, if it's not the movement phase, the vehicle is considered in motion if it had moved. Yes. But during the movement phase, it's not in motion, it's moving. Yeah, if it's the movement phase, yeah. it's non-stop. It's non-stopped, okay. And at all other times, it's in motion. It's in motion. Because it had moved, I guess, yeah. right? And they have to, I, I guess they have to create this seemingly complicated set of rules because of the non-simultaneity nature of yes. game turns. Yes, because you've ended your move, but you move that turn. Right. So you could say it's a vehicle that moved that turn, but that's a lot of words. Maybe just motion works better. Yeah. Had moved? I don't know. And these two states are identical for most purposes, but there's for most, differences. And that's always where the, we get into trouble are the exception. You, you create a rule that's 
of the well, ninety five percent of the time one way. It's that five percent where it doesn't really fit. That's where the that's where the gravy is. That is true. Yeah. Now, in addition to being in one of three states described above, the vehicle is sometimes a moving target, which makes it harder to hit. A motion vehicle is always a mo- moving target because we always add that plus two. Right? Yeah. Non-stopped or stopped vehicle may or may not be a moving target. Ooh, this is tricky. Yeah. A vehicle is a moving target if it begins the player turn in motion, of course. Yeah. It uses vehicular bypass movement or moves to a new hex, of yeah. course. It ends the movement phase in motion. And that oh, was the tricky one. Right. Well, I stopped, but you were moving when I was shooting at you. Yeah. So. And it gains motion status during the opponent's movement Yes, phase. okay. Whoosh, suddenly you're in motion. <laughs> mm-hmm. And note that a moving target remains one for the remaining fire phases of the player turn, even if it stops later. Okay. Yeah. I did check two examples, and then I'll be off to the next page. And, yeah, it's not too much. Otherwise, it's kind of a little rule segment here within this Yes, uh, but very, very fascinating. For example... Please continue, Dave. Example. A stopped vehicle expends a start movement point point during its own movement phase. It immediately becomes non-stopped, but is it a moving target? No. No. And if it enters a new hex, it's a... Moving target. And if the vehicle stops during the movement phase, either as a result of enemy attack or by expending a stop movement point, it becomes stopped, but is a... Moving target? And since it's entered a new hex that turn. Ah. Or example, a stopped vehicle expends a start movement point during its own movement phase, so it becomes non-stopped, but it's neither moves to a new hex nor stops, but uses its remaining movement points just to change its covered arc. This does not make the target a moving target. So, okay. So you don't get the plus two. So I start up my vehicle and I turn my BCA. Yeah, you're not a moving target. You're turning in place. I can still hit you without the plus two. Makes sense, right? Do do I look like I'm paying attention? (laughs) Turning in place. So you're not moving across hexes. Oh, yes, right. Yes, exactly. That makes sense. Yeah. And then on the next page... All across the country right now, ASL players are just getting closer and closer to the speakers and just and listening, trying to focus in. Yeah. And, honey, would you take the kids out for a while? I want to listen to this. Note that a motion attempt can be made anytime during the enemy's movement phase if an enemy unit expends three movement factors in your vehicle's line of sight. Oh, yes. You can make the motion attempt immediately based on this expenditure, or you can wait until you have seen the movement of other enemy units. I think that part I forget. I forget that too. He moves in and you're like, well, do I want to stay stationary in case something else happens? Right. You can wait and see the movement of the other units or even until the end of the enemy movement phase and still make the motion attempt. Ah, even at the end. I always think, oh, I missed my op. Yeah. And and you haven't. And I haven't. And he may shoot at you though. So usually that's why we do it right away. If he's yeah. going to do a bounding fire or right. something. But you don't have to. I don't get a lot of guys bounding fire at me. No, not a whole you know, lot. It's because you, you play me, and I don't use all the you rules. Don't, you don't. Well, <laughs> you don't usually bounding fire at me. Rich, I guess, does. Yeah. Mike Mike Lemke used to, because he could. But it's not an easy shot to take. <laughs> you usually I mean, miss. A, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I do things just Unless to Unless you got the, the gyro up. stabilizer, you know, helps. Yeah. and stuff. helps a lot. Yeah. 
you don't double the lower die roll there. Yeah. A motion vehicle can make a motion attempt even though it's already in motion. Mm -hmm. Huh? Mm -hmm. In addition to putting a vehicle in motion, a successful motion attempt allows it to change its VCA. So you want to oh, okay. turn it. Yes. That's why you can. Okay. So if you're in motion and you see the enemy, you can't just turn to front your front armor to them. That's harder to hit. You got to pass the motion you gotta attempt. You got to do the attempt. Okay. And then keeping in motion. Um, this doesn't mean a vehicle with lots of movement points has to keep on moving forward forever. Oh, here's how you get rid of your unneeded movement points. Do you remember any of those? Well, um, oh, I just smacked my lips. I got to stop doing that. Um, well, you can sit there and just expend movement points. I think that's the delay. Can, delay. Expend as yes. many points as you want while right. stopped in your location. And really, in every movement phase, you are expending all of your movement points. Yes. Whether or not you realize Call it. Call it all off. Yeah. And I used to always move into my enemy's line of sight and then... And then just say the other. Oh, say I'm done moving. Shoot, and f kind of forget that that you you just expended six or seven, whatever it is, additional movement points. And I lost a chance to make my enemy take a plus one or plus two for right. having a few movement points in line of sight. So the better idea is to like if you're passing behind a building, mm -hmm. expend some movement points there behind and then the building. Use hiding. the least. Yeah, use the. Fewest number that you need then to get to your destination. One into the road and then yeah. two to stop. Yeah. And he has a plus to shoot at you. Right. Yeah. Second way is this sentence in F11.74. Now, that's in the desert rules, F11. This rule says, quote, Since a vehicle is not prohibited from expending more movement points to enter a hex than the minimum required, it may, as it enters a new hex, declare a higher than necessary movement point expenditure. So instead of going one, one, one down the road, you can do uh, three movement points for this hex, three more for this hex, three more oh. for the. You can drive slowly down the road. Okay. Yeah, think of it that oh, way. Oh, that's okay. Good. And a third way. Is to do the locomotion. The third way. Is to turn the vehicle covered arc. Back and forth a little, since each hex spine change normally costs one. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Wouldn't have thought of that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Continuendo. And if the vehicle... Firing on the move. We were just talking about the bounding fire, Jeff. Yeah. If a vehicle is in motion or using bounding first fire, its ordnance weapons cannot use area target, cannot gain or retain acquisition unless they have the gyro you mentioned. Yeah. So after moving to a new position where you want to acquire a target, it's often wise to wait until the advanced fire phase to take the shot. You lose the possibility of rate of fire, but you gain acquisition since the shot is no longer bounding first fire. <sighs> That's why we wait until the advanced phase yeah, always... and then say, Shooting to acquire, right? So I kind of what we say in my house. I'm going yeah. to just fire to acquire. Fire to acquire, to, yeah. <clears throat> knowing we probably won't hit. But. Yeah. And then we have a little note over here. I highlighted a vehicle hull down due to height advantage loses its hull down status immediately upon becoming motion or non-stopped. So that hull down, you oh. spend the startup point. You are not hull down. Get out yeah, I'm of thinking, town. Well, you haven't moved yet, so wouldn't you still have the haul down status? You would think. 
But no, the basic to kill number of a Molotovs reduced by two versus a vehicle, which is a moving target. Wow. It's in the chart somewhere. And a great chart here, fire phase and movement dependent fire modifiers. It's prep fire, stop vehicle, it's full firepower, no dire modifier for, you know, tells you what machine guns, flamethrowers, ordnance, and a notes to check. And I know Spilky came up with an improved version of this chart. Yes. But it's really handy if you get confused on what's half firepower in the advanced phase, and I'm stopped, or I'm in motion in the yes. advanced phase, all those little things. And that is my little look at his article. Excellent, excellent article. Here's, that should be freely distributed amongst the children of the world. It should certainly be. You know, without fear of reprisal. For... <laughs> and then this is a little page advertising the general magazines. And a double time, Jeff. Yeah. Article. A whole article on CX. Yeah. On counter exhaustion. Which I thought was is was and is. Great stuff to know. And yeah, you would, more stuff. You had talked a lot about um this on a recent show. And I had highlighted I'll have to listen to that show. <laughs> a few things. To begin with squads and half squads on the go aren't the only ones who can double time and become CX. Crews can use it to push guns a little farther. Mm-hmm. Horses and cab, wagons, passengers, call it galloping. Skiers and bicyclists can double time. Um, and then uh, this chart up here, never double time, uh, just some recommendations from Steve Peterson okay. from his article. Read, read his, me those. Never double time a single man counter without also double timing the multi man counter it's accompanying. That makes sense. Because you can only go as far as the multi man counter, so why would you double time the leader? Yeah. Yeah. Never double time two single man counters. One single man counter gets just as far. True. If you're moving two single man counters, you don't have to double time both of them. You only need to double time one of them. Really? Mm hmm. Can the other one go with him? Mm hmm. Oh. Yeah. A single multi-man counter always benefits from double timing if it's carrying less than or equal to two portage points. Yeah. Greater than or equal to three, it benefits only if it declares double time at the start of the movement phase. So just as a rule of thumb, if you have three portage points, don't call it while you're moving because you only gain one and you lose one Yeah, for having too many portage points. So it's... Right. For a multi-man counter with an accompanying leader, never double time... Only the multi-man counter with less than or equal to four portage points. Do double time only the multi-man counter with greater than or equal to five portage points, but only at the beginning. So if you're carrying really heavy stuff, you do, I guess the leader at that point doesn't help you. I haven't done the math on this, but the charts, we all have the movement factor, movement point charts yeah. now available. Yeah. And then with less than two portage points, double timing both is beneficial throughout the movement phase. With three portage points, it's beneficial only at the start of the movement phase. And with five, it's detrimental. So, again, it's carrying that extra weight just kind of messes you all up. Yeah. So, also in his article, he points out, think about it. A 447 moves up next to a CX-768 in the jungle. Okay. Okay? The Marine defensive fire and reduce the Japanese to a 347. The 347 advances in. For the ambush roll, the Japanese have a zero dyro modifier Neg one stealthy, plus one advance in the jungle. Mm. 
I always forget that one. The Marines have a plus one because they're CX. CX. No ambush will occur 64% of the time, while the Japanese have a 28% chance for ambush, with the Marines' chances a mere 8%. So this then means 92% of the time the boys of the Rising Sun will get to declare hand-to-hand and get the Neg-1 dial modifier, as we've been doing in Tarawa, on the 1-4 to column, which in turn means the weak 347 will only need a 6 on a dice, 42% chance, or a 7, 58% chance, if it gets the ambush to wipe out the poor exhausted Marines. Okay, so he's taking that little scenario, pointing out how that double-timing CX can can work so badly against you in melee. Yeah. Or, you know. In close combat. Yeah, you wouldn't think that there would be that much effect. But but that's a big percentage jump. And then down here he says, if you only need one extra movement factor and want to use a smoke grenade, make the smoke grenade attempt first, then declare double time. This tactic may be useful in avoiding the plus one for CX on a place DC detonation or recovery too. Oh, so if you're going to move and and want to gain movement, but you only need one, move, then declare your attempts without the double timing on you. Right. Whereas if you called it at the beginning, you'd have to pay it. Boy, I would never even think of that. Yeah. That one I remember for some reason, I, and I remember learning that the best thing you want to do is move up, do the do your stuff, DC, yeah. and then declare double time to move away. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Very sneaky. Yeah. And then Jim Stower makes a great appearance here Ooh, in this one. Jim. For St. George and St. Joan, Atlanta Con 93 team tournament scenarios by Jim Stoller. Oh, okay. He does an in-depth, very, almost maybe too much, um, scenario analysis of Fa Abala. And uh, I didn't highlight anything in there. Last defensive line scenario. If you're ever going to play these scenarios, you certainly would want to read this stuff. I would uh, say so. Long Road and Wow, Rommel's that's a lot wake. of analysis. Yeah, look at that. It's all one scenario wow. analysis. Two-page spread. And then here's a little note from the editors up on page 28. With Gary Fortenberry logging time working on the Historical Module Conf Group 2, Avalon Hill has contacted us, Multiman Publishing, to work with Gary to produce and edit the annual and some other projects. Hmm. So back That's in 96, yeah. MMP was being contacted by Avalon Hill to, to help them produce things. And that would, uh, MMP consists of Perry, Chuck, Steve, Kurt, and Brian, having started out as playtesters for Avalon Hill and making the fanzine Backblast, which we'll have to dig out all oh, the yeah. fanzines and look at those again yeah. someday. And as Gary promised last time around, the annual concentrates on playing the game rather than the history of World War II, much as we've been talking about being a problem. And this comprehensive index that Gary mentioned the annual is in the works while Solitaire ASL and Comp Group 2 are coming out, or in the stores. We have plenty of ideas in mind, the projects being Pegasus Bridge, check. Yep. Uh, Continuing the general... And then that is all I highlighted in that article, and we have the center debriefing with all those questions we'd like to read as part of our quiz shows when we do them, Jeff. And there are some scenarios in there, too. Lots more scenarios. There was one that was I saw that caught my eye called The Long Road. Oh, yes. Which takes place in Madagascar. And that's the one that Jim covered also. 
Oh, and, did he? Yeah, and then they got some gliders here on silent wings. Do you know anything about Madagascar in World War II? No, not offhand. I did a t- tiny bit of reading about it because I thought, wow, Madagascar of all places. Where yeah. You know, they talk about World War II, and I always think, well, come on, it was Europe, it was Asia. That's not the no, whole world. It was World War. <laughs> but there was, uh, there. well, you know, you think, well, I bet if you lived in Madagascar, you probably escaped <laughs> a lot. You're safe, but no. So what happened in Madagascar? Well... The Japanese were starting to come into the Indian Ocean. They were extending farther and farther and looking for ways to um, to get around that end of the world. The Germans were also looking for ways to get oil, you know, around the Cape of Good Hope, uh-huh. the, the Horn of Africa there. And so Madagascar got to be kind of a popular spot. There was a good spot there for a harbor, which was actually occupied by the Vichy French. And so in 1942, realizing that this was getting to be kind of a critical area, the British launched Operation Ironclad. And they sent two of their big destroyers down, the I-class, like the the, uh, the uh, HMS Idiotic and the Imperceptible or something. I don't know. I can't remember their names right now, but the Impervious and the Yeah, we talked about impatient. these on another show. Yeah, they had a bunch remember of them the... from that class. Yeah. You know, the Indefatigable was yeah, one of them. Yeah, right. So they sent their the battleships down there, and and about forty thousand troops, I believe, went down there, and did, had some engagements with the Vichy French, and eventually got them out of there. But there were a few little actions down there, not a lot, but a few little ones. And this this uh, scenario, it's a tiny little scenario. And who who's in that? The French and the British. It is okay. Yeah. Kind of a long scenario, actually. It's it's uh, eight turns, and there's only six French squads, ten British squads, plus an AFE or two of some kind. Yeah, well, I yeah. I played it. Oh, did you? I played all these. Oh, okay. Of course. No, of course you did. So, yeah, it seemed like a great collection of scenarios. Yeah. To, to clear a roadblock also. Yeah. On Silent Wings with some gliders, and then a glider article... Oh, wow. Even, Wish, even I, one with the Chinese in it over here. Drive to Terzaon. And Flight School by Kurt Schilling. Which. Yeah, glider scenarios made simple. If you really want them to be simple, watch our our Hangout, our Google Hangout. Where yes. We did an episode. On gliders. ASL Show and Tell. Uh, I did note it in here. He says one important tip to remember about reverse terrain. Remember when you set it up off yeah. board? Mm-hmm. When using an ILH initial landing hex for a glider, pay attention to clear hexes. By landing a glider on or near board edge, you can open up a landing zone that appears constricted and perhaps surprise your opponents. Ah. Because it doesn't appear that way, but it is open. And then his conclusion I thought was worth reading, if that's okay. Please do. Well, there you go. Those are the basics to flying, landing, and shooting at gliders. A few tips from your humble instructor on strategic and tactical considerations might be in order here. Thank you, Kurt. Choosing your initial landing hex can decide whether you will win or lose before a scenario begins. Make sure you choose the clearest possible avenue of approach. If you can get five clear hexes for your avenues of approach, you'll have a 100% guarantee, barring invasive action, of landing the hexes. Invasive mm-hmm. actions that we talked about it's from being shot at. Scout the board edge for ILH possibilities that allow your troops to land safely, yet get into the fray quickly. Mm-hmm. 
Board edge hexes can be the most surprising tactic. Your opponent can't defend everywhere. You know, a lot of the board edges are open. Yeah. Spaces, although only half hexes, they look like you can't use them. Similarly, make sure the terrain inside your landing hex is not detrimental to the crash roll. If you think you may over or undershoot, try to arrange it so you have a safe landing terrain and two hexes surrounding the landing hexes. Yeah. Open area. Of course, you have to balance terrain considerations against possible defensive fire. So review beforehand what weapons your enemy has that are light AA um, and either avoid them or make them change covered arc. Yeah, I never think of that. I just come in figure I just got to deal with it. And take notice of any weapons that set up in AA mode as well as those that do not. Make sure your opponent pays the AA neg one rate of fire penalty on any weapons that do not set up in AA mode yet mm. change mode to attack up in the air. Okay. Reduces rate of fire. Pay attention when you allot your forces to the gliders. Do stack your best leaders together in one glider. Do? Really? Oh, no. Do you stack your best leaders oh. in one glider and bring that glider down when your opponent can't hit it? But where your leaders are perhaps separated from the men, they should be leading. Hmm. So I don't know if he's saying that's good or bad. I, I'm thinking he's saying that's bad. Except it's where your opponent can't hit it, but then they're not there to lead. Yeah. Or do you disperse your leaders over several different aircraft where more of them will be vulnerable, but they can start to lead troops? German Gotha gliders can carry one only one squad, so having more than one leader in a glider might not be useful. The British Horsa, on the other hand, can carry two squads and a bit more. So grouping two leaders might be viable. Hmm. It all depends on preferences and the victory conditions. All right. There's Good. an ad for the British AFV cards that you could purchase separately for five bucks, originally put out in Streets of Fire or something. Comp Group Piper Well, they, they didn't come out. Uh, that was, I oh, think that's didn't? why they were selling them, because uh, just the Germans, Soviets, and Americans came out in Streets of Fire and Hedgerow Hell. Oh, you're right. So the British... This deck came along a little bit later. No, you are correct. Yes. Yeah. Where did I get my Japanese ones, I wonder? Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know. Separately You've got Japanese it? ones? Yeah. Oh. Maybe. I don't think they were third party. Hmm. Um, Spelunking 101. Oh, no. Caves. Caves. By Dade Kariaga. And I don't know if I highlight anything in there because that's another big monster we got to chop yeah, out. Yeah, we're going to do a show on caves. Yeah, last show we ever do. <laughs> <clears throat> Is that a promise or I've, a threat? I've played all the cave games. Yeah, you play them. I kind of liked them. You make these little complexes they show in the little map here, and you know, you pop in and out of them and hide, and they're, they're cool. They're oh, definitely yeah. Cool, it's just, so. you know, it's. It's a lot of pages for that, though. It's, yeah, a lot of pages, it's, and it's very detail oriented. And but that's what ASL is. Yeah. And for guys that are very comfortable with playing the same old stuff, it might be really fun and challenging. Now, this what is this scenario? What maps to, are used on that scenario? What scenario is that? Mayhem, that's deluxe oh, mayhem in Manila. In Manila, okay. Those are the deluxe boards, okay. If I remember correctly, didn't I do an ASL extra with Bob yes, you and did. someone on Mayhem in Manila? Yes. So that's a popular was, one. Yeah. It's only five turns. Yeah. And in the front of the storm, an ad for Third Reich PC game. Oh, wow. PC. Never very successful, was that? I don't know. You know, in the big scheme of things? 
But that era went, seems like it went by so quickly. The early PC games kind of came and went. But, you know, because they, they upgraded so fast, didn't they? Yeah. Or does this yeah. life slow down for me yeah. or something? No, it seems it seems like it. But. Ah, and then Mark Nixon making a contribution. Viva la France. Croix de Guerre Scenario Review Part 1. So, again, you want to get some detailed scenario discussions. You know, what I had done was I had written on each scenario card where I could locate these articles. Oh, that's a great so, idea. On my card, I'm sure it says Annual 96 in the corner. Yeah. And then if you really want to go read about it. But it's fun to play without reading about it also. And no highlighting in here. And this is just part one. Oh, my gosh. There's like ten pages of that one. Indeed, with some setup examples of what he thought would be good. And then your area news stuff near the back here. Area news? What's that? Which was, I never did. I don't think I ever figured it out. Um, They, well, does it? Is it like a ranking for players? Currently over 1,100 active players in the ASL area ranks. As wow. each report, the results of their games, win or lose, their rating changes. When they win, it moves up, sometimes a little, because of how much your rating changes. depends on your quality of your competition. Hmm. So you beat a big guy, I guess you go up more. You beat a small guy like me, you don't go up as much. The big difference is this competition, though, it's open to everyone who plays ASL no matter where they live. And so the top players, 25, or well, just let's read the top 10. What do you think? Yeah. Michael McGrath, mm-hmm. Gary Fortenberry, mm-hmm. Steve Plevin, Richard Summers, Omar Jatoni. I can't quite read Jadow that. from France. Okay. Uh, Bob Bendis, Perry Cock, Eve uh, Telemans. From Belgium? Yeah, from Belgium. Oh, that's where that is. Okay, Scott Drain. Scott Drain, Illinois. I, pay, I play Do you him. know him? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. uh, Chad Cummings. From Washington D.C., Raymond Wollison. Wollison, yeah, I can't. Uh, Louis Tokars, who we, we know him. We know Louis. Yeah, Phil Petrie, Tennessee. From Tennessee, yeah, Bruce Bluehart, Reinhardt. Oh, Reinhardt, yeah, I can't read this. Brian Use, Guy Cheney. We haven't talked to Guy Cheney ever. Yeah, I've heard He's his name famous, though. Man. Yeah, James Crawley, Andrew Robin, Eric Givler, Rob Banaszek. We know. Of course, we know Bob. him. Yeah, Russ Gifford. We know mm-hmm. of. Phil Driscoll, John Droche, Droche maybe, uh, Fred Ingram, and Robert Feinstein. Still a lot of active players yeah. from those ranks. Yeah. And I it's, never did stuff like that, so that's why they always go, where did you come from? How could you be playing since 85 when no one knows you? Chronology of War. They've I been just, in hiding. I just love this page. <laughs> These pages. Why? Really? Why? What do you like about this? It's, it's a page full of... Scenarios in order. Oh, in chronological order. Okay. So you started in 37 in Italian versus Italians in the Spanish-American War. Spanish-American <laughs> in the Spanish, the Spanish Civil War. And you end in February of 46. Partisans versus Russians. Wow. Yeah. I actually didn't know they went that far. And you play them in order, Jeff, and then you you see the vehicles getting stronger and stronger, yeah. and, and all the different changes throughout history. Yeah. That would be cool. Is that on your bucket list 
to go back through these and no yeah you know how big that list would be today i know it's a huge bucket yeah and that concludes wow asl annual 96 there's uh, about seven or eight pages left that debriefing part but wow it's 70 pages just chock full of stuff pretty amazing if you can get your hands on asl annual 96 we recommend it yes this one's highly recommended highly recommended good advice and good scenarios i'll bet they turned this one out and they probably thought wow a that was a lot of work and b how can we possibly keep this up this this quality and this quantity of material every year yeah you know so they were probably yeah starting to worry about it indeed thank you for bringing that you're welcome sir what time do we have? Uh, we're an hour and 15 minutes into this show, so I'd say that's a wrap. We're going to call that a show. Yeah, it's a show. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We hope you had fun. We know we did. We did. And we've got lots of other stuff coming up in the next show. Very quickly. So, so. stay tuned. Roll low. And rally well. But, but not, not when, when you're, you're playing, playing us. us. Nope. Not when you're playing us. No, sir. No. No. Never. Stop it. Not allowed. Stop. Not at all. Please roll high. As high as you can. Yeah. I played was playing a game with Doug Reese the other day, a standard standard combat series from the gamers. Uh, and it's a series of games. And uh, apparently the dice thought we were playing that so I kept rolling low, low but, but you needed to roll high. Yeah.